Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Happy Friday. What up? Welcome to the show. Bill Ryder with you, along with the executive producer, Tommy Pretty Daddy DeCelestino. We got two great hours for you lined up. We are cooking with gas. Let's go. Tiger's back. You know what? I'm not sure before yesterday. I'm certainly not sure after yesterday whether Tiger's ever going to dominate again. But to just see him out there, to see him doing his thing, was marvelous. It was awesome. We're going to celebrate his return of a kind. And we're going to celebrate an NBA player's return to pass form, even if it's a little temporary toward the end of the hour. It is going to be a dose. It is going to be a shot. It is going to be two shots of Friday positivity. Let's go. Then we'll offset that at the end of the show with bum of the week. Some of you want Tom to be bum of the century. Can't do that. I mean, he's on track, but but, but then some of you came to his defense. So we've got an in-house candidate in the executive producer of the show. We've got several candidates from out in the real world uh the doc lock lives what is the doc lock you ask uh it's the doc river sucks at his job it's bad at his job and and that's a lock and i'll just explain tom looks tom doesn't like him when i do harsh candor he ain't good good morning tommy good morning bill happy friday to you we made it we made it uh kate it's by the way we made it but it is not our world in which we are operating on a friday it is caitlin clark's world we are simply living in it in the world in which we made it to Friday, uh, the Iowa shooter extraordinaire for the women's Hawkeyes team is uh, is now a, a record holder and amazing. And all the haters out there, including some who forgot how many years she's been playing, uh, can just sit down, shut their faces, and, and watch her do her thing. Working well, they can shut their faces, Tom. All right, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate Caitlin Clark later in the show. We've got Kurt Heelan joining us from beautiful Indianapolis. We'll talk all-star game, and I'm hoping, if Kurt hasn't let me down and let you down, America, a St. Elmo's Review, which is a pretty famous restaurant there. Some of the spiciest, um, what is it, the where you put the, the shrimp cocktail in the cocktail sauce? The shrimp cocktail sauce. Oh, my God. It, my mouth is watering as I talk about it. And we got we got buy or the sell. Buy or the sell. We, we renamed the segment. To, I didn't misspeak. The segment has been rebranded <laughs> buy or the sell. You laughing at your at your host, at your pal, your pal Billy Boy over here. Uh, also, we might, as part of one of the things I mentioned, 
throw in a basket bill. It's a it's a branded basketball segment that we did yesterday, and some of you called it a, an American classic, I believe, at the sports writer. See, now it's the sports writer. Don't put the the, though, when you type it in on, on X. Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. What are you laughing at? It's like the Ohio State, the sports writer, the I, um, cell. I went to get sushi yesterday with Lori. We did we did Valentine's Day the next day because everything was available, right? What are you laughing at? You didn't need any favors to you know get in at your favorite spots. Your favorite no, I went to a new spot, new sushi spot. It's a chain, but there's like six of them around the country. There's one in Vegas, one in Miami, and one in my neighborhood. That is how cool my neighborhood is. No, they made a mistake. They got lost and ended up here. But but uh, we went and we ordered. You know, I had several cocktails. We had some appetizers. Had some miso soup, had a cucumber salad. This is leading to a point. Had, I don't know, we had five or six rolls, right? Then we were done. And the woman said, do you want anything else for dessert? And Lori said, I'm full. And I ordered two more rolls. Is that a party <laughs> foul? Yes. Why is it a party foul? Yes. You have, you have to read off of your partner, especially when it's a Valentine's Day dinner a day late. She's cool with it. You say so. It also got me another cocktail because I go, oh, well, since we're going to be here. She goes, since we're going to be here, you were here because you ordered two more sushi rolls. Oh, ma'am, could I have the uh, special fashion with the chocolate flavors, espresso stuff, just because we're here, you know? It all comes together. Uh, this is this is obvious, but it is the crucial ingredient as NFL teams, not name the Chiefs, try to prepare for how to take down Kansas City next year. And even beyond that lofty goal, just trying to get yourself to some semblance of success, obviously means you got to find a quarterback. And that will be the obsession of most front offices that struggled last year. And remember, in the National Football League, as much as the Chiefs are dominant, and they're going to almost certainly be there again and again and again and again, you can turn things around pretty quickly. You can go from seven or eight or nine wins to a whole bunch and contention. Hell, you can sometimes go from four or five wins to contention, and, and Detroit's a, a good example of how quickly things can be turned around. Now, you need a lot of things in place. You need a lot of pieces in place. You need the right coach. They already had Jared Goff, but the quarterback is the key. And another example, they didn't make a deep, deep run, but they won a playoff game. Pain for my sushi last night. Thank you to the Texans. That is a team that also found a quarterback in a way that's not supposed to work so quickly. They had C.J. Stroud, obviously, the guy they, they drafted last year. But there are there are ways to find QBs in a very, very barren market. And if you can do it properly, and that is a lot easier said than done, there are ways to flip the script pretty quickly. And by my count, there are maybe five or six teams that have the possibility, if they can fix their, their quarterback situation, of being better than people think. I'm going to I'm going to exclude the Patriots. You talk about the cupboard being bare. It's bare. Jared Mayo's the head coach. All that history doesn't mean anything. Yes, they need a quarterback. They're starting over. I'm talking teams like the Falcons who won. When you think of the Falcons, you think garbage, right? I mean, let if you're a casual, if you're not a Falcons fan, you're thinking Atlanta was garbage. But they won 7 games last year. You're thinking the Broncos, who had a really good stretch where a bunch of you said, I knew you were wrong about Sean Payton, and then all of you lost your ability to type toward the end of the season when they finished 8-9. and But still, if they can find a way, and they will, to move on from Russell Wilson, who got benched at the end of the season, and there's a, he makes too much money, they can find the right quarterback, and it wasn't Russ there. At least Sean Payton doesn't think it isn't, neither do I. 
they could flip that script. And not by much. They had eight wins last year. Steelers were 10-7. and seven. That's a successful team. They made the playoffs. But I think everybody who paid attention, myself included, concludes that Mike Tomlin was the, the force behind that. And having a great coach, see Dan Campbell, see D'Amico Ryan's rookie head coach, by the way, last year, is critical, but it is not in and of itself enough. You have to have a quarterback. They don't have one in Pittsburgh. That's a team that can flip the script. Uh, the Raiders are on the list. They're not going to make it work, but they did win eight games because they're the Raiders, and the Bears are on the list, and they're in a different and interesting situation. There are basically, and, and I guess you could throw the Titans or, or the Giants on there if you want to think teams go from what, what were that six-win teams to more effective more effective teams. Okay. And there's some other teams that we'll mention, like the Vikings, Bucks, have quarterbacks, but those guys are free agents. They had some success. Are they going to be there? All right. The point is that there are a handful of teams that can look at lackluster seasons last year, and, and I would I would include the Steelers in lackluster, even their owner does, based on their standards a little higher than everyone else's. They have to upgrade at the quarterback position. And then you're going to look at the teams who have some quarterbacks who can move, Vikings, Browns are not one of those teams, but their quarterback was injured, and the guy they had who stepped in is able to go somewhere else, and the Bucks, Baker Mayfield, is available. It is going to be, for lack of a better term, that cruel childhood game that should be banished in this country, musical chairs. But the problem with this musical chairs is there's not only is, are there not enough quarterbacks for all the teams that want to find a place to sit in this really stretched, pain, painful Friday analogy, even the quarterbacks you select, that you get to choose, if you get lucky enough, may not work out. It may not go the way you think it's going to go. This is not easy. There are four routes to finding the right quarterback. And I'm giving you short-term decision-making, short-term goal-oriented teams. In the perfect world, you want it to be long-term as well. You want it to be C.J. Stroud. You want it to be maybe a guy who's middle-aged that you find. Kirk Cousins is probably an example. When he went to Minnesota, it didn't work. But someone who, okay, he's not a drafted guy, but if if I can get him in there and he fits into the system, we're going to be successful. So there's the draft. That's option number one. And last year, we saw C.J. Stroud, and that's great. He's the guy we celebrate. He's the guy we talk about. Number two overall last year. But for every C.J. Stroud, there are going to be one or two or five absolute busts. Guys who fail miserably. Ask the Carolina Panthers. The other thing you can do is you can try to go do this via trade, which is actually be, it's become a more feasible, more realistic route. There are not trades like we know see in Major League Baseball. There aren't trades like we see in the NBA. But there have been players who have sort of done the, the side-eye to the NBA and said, I, I want some. I want some player empowerment. And there's been some GMs who have done the side-eye kind of the Major League Baseball Honestly, if it's the NFL, it's wrong. They're looking way down. But whatever, whatever the sort of direction they're looking. And they said, okay, maybe we need to be more creative and more bold in just going out and getting things done through trade. And the perfect example of this last year, and there aren't many, I know, is Aaron Rodgers. Now, some of these examples are fraught with peril. Aaron Rodgers goes to Green Bay, and everybody, myself included, says, oh, man, that team's a content. I mean, they'll make the playoffs. Will they Will they make the conference finals? I don't know. That AFC's tough. Guy obviously gets injured. Everything turns to you-know-what. Hell, C.J. Stroud, none of us saw coming. Those of us, and I'm not a part of that group, who knew how good this guy could be, those of you never suspected he would be so good so early and D'Amico Ryans would be so good so early, and that dumpster fire of a team two years ago would be so good this season that they were going to make the playoffs. 
that they were going to win a playoff game. Uh, the other route is the, is, the, um, is the reasonable retread route, for lack of a better term. And I'm not saying that as a disparagement to Baker Mayfield. I am saying that as a disparagement to the rest of us and to mostly the Cleveland Browns. And not just Cleveland, Carolina. Teams that did not understand what they had and who they had. And a reminder, because Baker Mayfield was awesome with the Bucks last year. Remember, this is the right context for this. This is how unsure even Tampa Bay was. One-year deal, only $4 million in guaranteed money, and wasn't the starter. That wasn't his job. He had to go and he had to earn it. It was an open question whether or not he would do that. And the guy threw a career-high 28 touchdowns and won, and won a playoff game. The point being, there's a route. There's a path forward to find those guys. And then the last category is the are you kidding me, are we in a simulation group, right? It's the, it's the football quarterback version of Steph Curry hitting that warm-up shot the other day where everybody sent it to me, and my response was simulation. And then several people said, you know, insert, I'm just going to make up a name. Andrew Bogus just left the, left the chat. They didn't, they didn't like it. But are you kidding me with Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco, who, by the way, if he, if he plays next year, and he probably will, and he leads a team to the, to the playoffs, which seems unlikely, but the Browns went 4-1 and one in his games in the regular season and reached the playoffs because of Flacco when Deshaun Watson went down. If Flacco plays next year and makes the playoffs, he'll be 40 for an NFL playoff game next year. So that's the, are you kidding? So maybe that's, it's not Mitchell Trubisky, but those are the kind of names that, that come, that kind of, kind of names that, that come to mind. This is not going to be easy to navigate. Hell, this is so hard to do right that the Bears are in this remarkably enviable position in theory of do we draft Caleb Williams? Because there are guys in the draft, and several of these teams I mentioned have the opportunity, will be in the position to get one of these guys. And don't forget that the Texans, when they got Deshaun Watson, and more importantly, the Chiefs, when they got Patrick Mahomes, moved up to get those quarterbacks. It's hard to identify. The Bears are in the so-called enviable position where they can either draft Caleb Williams with the number one pick in the draft, or they can trade that pick, get a bunch of stuff, and surround Justin Fields. Only as a Bears fan, I can tell you, I don't think it is enviable because it's so hard that they're almost certainly going to get it wrong. Whatever they do is because pro- they're the Bears. There are a lot of paths forward. And there are some actual names that are, that are interesting and, and, and available. Obviously, Caleb Williams is the guy, but maybe it's Drake May. Maybe it's Jaden Daniels. Maybe it's um, Mr. Michael Penix Jr. Maybe it's Bo Nix. Almost every time that there are these draft conversations, it is a guy who is not the first quarterback off the board who, who comes to su- real success. It's complicated as to why. It's not as simple as they screwed up. Where you go matters, and obviously the higher team drafts, the more dysfunctional they were the, the year before. That's how the draft works. That's why you're more likely, if you're really talented, to go somewhere that's going to destroy your career. It's an irony. But those are names that are available. I mentioned Baker Mayfield. He's available. You can go get him. I think the Steelers are the best sort of way to, to, to through this prism through, through which to, to view this. Because should you go get Baker Mayfield if you're the Steelers? Was it a one-off? Do you believe you can win with him? Because the Steelers are such that they don't want to just make the playoffs. They want to make the playoffs and make a deep run in an AFC that is insanely difficult. That is a minefield of excellence and is, a, is one of those stupid um, scenes in movies where everybody takes each other out. And that's just to have the right to lose to Patrick Mahomes in the final minute of some game at Arrowhead. So that's the goal. Now, Kirk Cousins is an upgrade in theory, and he's an upgrade to most of you. I obviously do not think he is. What's the word I'm looking for? It's a six-letter word. Winner. I don't think he's a winner. That would make him, I guess, a loser. That's just my, and he's a very talented one. Ryan Tannehill's available, and I mentioned Joe Flacco in that crazy category. 
This is what's going to dominate the NFL over the course of the next few months. This is what's going to dominate which teams are successful and which teams are not. And by the way, Mac Jones is a guy that's out there. Ryan Tannehill is a guy that's out there. We talk about the trade route. Russell Wilson's a guy that in theory could be out there in whatever form or fashion the Broncos move on. For me, right, for me, I'm going, God, I hate myself. I'm, I'm going, if I don't need to make, if I don't need to win the Super Bowl, if I just need to make the playoffs to keep my job, I'm going Kirk Cousins. If I need to win, I'm going Baker Mayfield. But the actual path that makes, and maybe Russell Wilson, by the way, like I think, I think Russell Wilson with Mike Tomlin or somewhere like that where you can have a reasonable culture and you know what you're doing. I mean, Sean Payton was out there just like people were catching strays. You know, Sean Payton was, was walking to get his coffee and, and ordering his Starbucks latte frappuccino thing and then also insulting three coaches like just while he was waiting to decide if he wanted to get a bagel. People were like, what, is, what are you doing? Why, what is happening here? Maybe in a better culture, maybe, maybe Russell Wilson works out. The real model is if you're one of these teams, is you draft a quarterback of the future, you identify them properly, and you find a stopgap, and that stopgap is a Baker, or if you really think the person you're drafting can mature quickly, it's a Flacco or a Tannehill. But that is so much easier said than done. All right, man, I love quarterback talk. How mad are really talented like like dudes who, who whose parents or coaches told them to be receivers and running backs when they were seven? Who knew those decisions mattered? Be a quarterback. The world revolves around you. 855-212-4CBS. We went long today. I don't care. Clocks don't matter. We're talking about quarterbacks. They don't play by rules like physics and time. Unless they're not Patrick Mahomes, and they certainly do. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. All right, we're going to celebrate Caitlin Clark, the, the Iowa player who set the all-time scoring leader in women's basketball, college basketball, but she may not be stopping there. And by the way, she did it from, from the logo. She's incredible. And we're going to continue to tell the truth about Doc Rivers, which can be misinterpreted as going after him and shaming him and making fun of him, but we're just describing Doc Rivers, who's not very good at his job, in accurate terms, next year on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Some of you get really mad when I bring up I'm from Iowa or I know Clark Hunt. Deal with it. Like, shut your face. I'm going to talk about my life. On CBS Sports Radio. I don't know who got more aggressive. If I got more aggressive or if you got more aggressive by playing that back. Shut your face is what I said. Which is why I laughed when you said it again this morning to start the show. I mean, that's... um. That's pretty uh That's pretty that's pretty intense by me, right? It's been in uh it's been that kind of a week. Okay. Hey, shut your face. Oh wait, I wasn't talking to you? Sorry. Open that face back up. Um, do you know where that comes from, that line? Of course I don't. Okay. I thought you might on this one. There's a great scene in Man, Citizen Kane and the Godfather are pretty good. Third best movie of all time. The opening scene of this riveting, uh, it's so good you can't define it, but um, Wedding Crashers, where there's a couple arguing, and uh, Owen Wilson and my neighbor Vince Vaughn are, are are trying to mediate, and the woman says something, and the guy goes, you shut your face when you're talking to me. Or maybe she says it to him. <laughs> you shut your face when you're talking to me. Uh, makes me laugh every time. But you don't have to shut your face. You open the face and let the words pour out. 
because you are a spring of joy and happiness. Unlike, yeah, I'm sorry, I was transitioning. No, I uh, said no one ever. Un- I said it. I think you make me laugh, bro. Uh, unlike, <laughs> though you're wearing all black, you do dress like you're at a funeral every day on this show. Uh, unlike, or a farmer. Unlike joy and happiness. Unlike Doc Rivers for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, I don't need to belabor this forever. We have told you, I have told you many times, there's a thing called the Doc Lock. And it is a gambling term that I treat as a reality. Now, here's the warning. There's no such thing as a sure thing in uh, in gambling. But, man, and there's not. But if there were, it would be the Doc Lock. Here's how the Doc Lock works, okay? And you can sort of extrapolate this and. In other areas, uh, my friend Tim, Tim Doyle has taken the Doc Lock gambling guy over at CBS Sports HQ who waves a, a giant hammer around and wears suits that look like, like you know, he's going to a disco ball. It's, God, I can't pull it off. It's amazing. He just bets every Doc Rivers game this way. The Doc Lock is where a Doc Rivers-led team gets up 2-0 and or, because you can double down. I have. It's sort of like if you get 11 in blackjack, double the bet. Uh the Doc Lock is when a Doc Rivers-led basketball team in the playoffs, best of seven series, gets up 2-0 and or 3-1, then you then bet the other team. I'm not being facetious. I do this. He has blown three of the 13 3-1 series leads in NBA history, and I don't know how many 2-0 leads he's blown. I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's every one. I think it's all of them. I think it's a great big buffet of, of we're up 2-0. They've got us right where they want us. And, and there's a reason for this. Part of it is I think Doc's not a great coach. Here's the real talk. I have a, I have a boss at CBS. Um, we're doing this NBA podcast TV show, and he hit me the other day, and he goes, you know what your brand should be? And I'm not a big brand guy. I'm like, no, tell me what my brand should be. He said, you should just be real talk NBA. This guy used to cover the NBA. He goes, because when I hear you do your stuff, you sound like you're being so mean, but you're actually saying what everyone is saying behind the scenes, which is true, by the way. I'm not being mean to Doc Rivers. I don't dislike Doc Rivers. I just think, because of the people I talk to, I'm str- I've been struck by how many people think he is a farce and a disaster. And by the way, so is Chip Kelly. So are a lot of people who are successful. Like, games pass people by. And as Pat Riley talked about, the disease of more means the more success or money or acclaim you get, the harder it is to hold on to the habits and realities that kept you sharp in the first place. And in professional sports, things are speeding up all the time. Okay, Doc's not very good. That's my nice way of saying Doc's, Doc's terrible. Okay, Doc Lock. Part of it's because he can't coach. Part of it's because he, he um, it doesn't make any in-game adjustments. But part of it's because he throws his players under the bus again and again and again and again. Doc Rivers' team is 3-7 and seven since he took over. They were, I don't know, were they 30-13 and 13 when they fired Adrian Griffin? So I'm not good at math, but I'm pretty sure 30-13 and 13 as a percentage is better than 3-7. and seven. I think 30-13 and 13 is winning around two-thirds of your games. Whereas three and seven, I, I can do this one because it's the three and the seven to the ten. Is you win thirty percent of your game is pretty it's pretty bad. Doc also also throws his guys under the bus. The, this team has lost to the Blazers, who are aptly named because their organization is on fire. He's lost to the the Heat, also a, a Heat. That's interesting. Uh, the Heat, who had no one, everybody was hurt. They asked D Cell to play because they thought a guy named Pretty Daddy has got to be tough enough to take it, and they lost to um, the the Grizzlies last night, who who are without John Morant, and they've traded away some guys. Um, they're not on fire. I can't go with the fire thing, but they're not very good. By the way, Grizzlies, Tom, I had a weird bear dream last night. 
This is a mess. And so Doc Rivers' solution, I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen. When he's going to come to the podium as he, has, as he has steered this team. There's an iceberg. Turn to, I don't know how ships work, 45-degree nautical. He is steering them to an iceberg. And Doc Rivers is just like, you know who's to blame? Everybody else. First play, we, we gamble for the 50th time in the corner. Guy drives. Uh, we have to help. Leads to a three. We come back in this, uh, on our set. Uh, two guys forget what we're running. Uh, then we miss the shot, and then nobody gets back. That's how we start out the third quarter. That tells you all you need to know about where our heads were. Um, you know, um, we, we had some guys here, and we had some guys in Cabo. Okay, got it. I just want <clears throat> to recap, uh, Doc. There's the iceberg, faster. Uh, to just to recap, two guys don't know the play. Some of the people are in Cabo. Players don't know what's going on. If only there were a head coach, not even a coach, a head coach, the coach, whose job it was to navigate that reality. What a joke. All right, that's it. Doc Lock, bet against him. That is the that is the point of the rant. Um, this is my fail. I apologize. I'm from Iowa. Who, who's the person that's pissed I'm from Iowa? Where, where, where are you? Oh, there you go. Shut your face. Uh, I'm from Iowa. Was that a little aggressive? I'm from Iowa, and I should have been on the Caitlin Clark thing more often. We should have talked about it more. She's amazing. So Caitlin Clark, you have to know this, but if you don't, is this riveting. She is she is Steph Curry, but even more so than when Steph was in college. Because Steph was pretty riveting at Davidson. Uh, she plays at Iowa. She shoots from wherever the hell she wants. In fact, she, she set the reason we're talking about her today. She set the NCAA women's scoring record uh, last night from the, the freaking logo. From the logo. It was amazing. Old school Iowa fans. It was Cliff. It was Chris Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury is a bad offensive coordinator. Should be employed. It was Chris Kingsbury style from the nineties. Uh, she scored forty nine points and she wins. Like they are amazing. They are absolutely incredible. And she is this. She is a stunning, captivating athlete. Who there's and, and the more that her fame rises, this is you know why her greatness is real. The more that 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 that, that the. The excellence draws scrutiny and attention. They they sell out now in Iowa City, and everyone wants to go. And she's famous, and there's 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 crazy records. I think it's Fox Sports who has the broadcasting rights for this. The better she plays, and not to pick on poor Jeremy Lin, but but I covered Lin Sanity. Lin Sanity was amazing. He had an incredible run over several weeks. But the pressure and the scrutiny, right? It's really really hard to do that at all. But especially when people don't like being embarrassed. Teams are going to come at you. They're going to be physical. Things are going to happen, and she just continues to do it. And uh, she's from West Des Moines, like me. She's a face person. She's an Iowa native. She is a she is an absolute force of nature. And we're we're not going to talk a lot of All Star Game. I have some ideas on fixing the All Star Game that I'm gonna I'm gonna throw into buy or sell. And I got asked by Amanda Guerra, one of the hosts at CBS Sports HQ, how I would win the dunk contest. If I were in it yesterday, I'm going to tell Tom this. My first answer was learn to dunk. Speaking of dreams, Tom, twice a year, I dream that I can dunk. And then I wake up and I go through my day and I'm in a great mood. Then when I get my coffee, usually is when it hits me, I actually can't dunk. The dream was, and I'm very sad. I'm very sad. I would love to be able to dunk as well. I've gotten the rim before, but I, 15 years, I'm not even sure I can, you know. Anyway, let's not talk about that. 
Uh, Caitlin Clark is amazing. Uh, she's remarkable. Congratulations to her in, in that. And by the way, I think part of the reason her fame is interesting, too, I don't even want to name check this person, but if you saw the podcast, there's a person whose record Caitlin Clark has or will pass best on the way who went at Caitlin Clark and said she wasn't that good and talked about how she got to have a fifth year and extra year and fifth year senior, and that's, so, that's not even true. Like, people are so jealous and, and hateful toward her because – most of us love greatness, but a lot of people don't like nice things. A lot of people can't celebrate what's not them. Uh, people have turned on, on Caitlin Clark, and she has still been amazing. Good for her. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Tom, quick question. Quick question before we get to Tiger Woods and Clay and all kinds of stuff. I have a question for you. I'm a little worried about this. You know how um, in every state, including where I live, California, you gotta you got to pay your, your vehicle registration every year. Where the, the state, I'm not saying rips you off. But they charge you for something that you already paid for again and again and again, right? And they send you a little tag, and you put it on your license plate so the police officer doesn't pull you over and give you a ticket to then charge you again. And in in California, you have to take razors. Did you know this? And you have to cut it very thinly so people can't peel your your thing off. Okay. I paid my tag. I paid it. It hasn't shown up yet. We're getting close to March. I don't want to deal with it. At what point do I do I worry that whoever was handling my tags was a Doc Rivers sort of acolyte and just failed here? And I got to, like, get on it. Oh, it's already happened. This has it's, failed. It's, it's too late. This has failed. Yeah. And now you have to deal with the DMV, the worst thing on the planet. I'm sorry for anyone who works at the DMV, but nobody wants to deal with the DMV. The DMV doesn't want to be. I mean, the, part of the reason they're so – I try to be – I'm actually, when I go to the DMV, and it doesn't – it is not often reciprocated. I'm just super nice to the people there because I feel bad for unhappy people. You know, you work at the DMV, you sit next to Tom on the train, whatever. When you are when you are in tough situations, do you make eye contact on the train? Nope. Look down. Okay. Look down. <laughs> you look or, down. I, or I take out my phone for no reason other than to pretend I'm looking at something important. I will do that on the plane, though. I don't want to talk to anybody on the airplane. Nobody. I don't want to talk to ever a soul ever. This is great. This is a great start. I'm going to give you some advice here, though, with the DMV. Oh, just just gamble. Me. Don't e- don't even follow up with the DMV. Just gamble. It's better to get pulled over than to deal with the DMV. What I'm trying to decide is, should I, like, print out my bank, st- like, my credit card statement? Is, is, yeah, I'd have to go through, like, the, the on my As proof. on my bank's website, the pr- should I have proof in the car? That's not a bad idea. Like, I get it, officer, but I paid it. I promise. He's not going to. They're not going to care. He or she will not care. Uh, agreed. They will. They got more important things to do. That's true. And people lie. Right. On a regular basis. Right. Right. Not me. Right. But I don't think they're going to believe me. I'm just going to break out the doc jokes and hope that they're like, you know, follow the NBA. Like, you get it. <laughs> Go on your way, sir. <laughs> Maybe they're Clippers fans. Go. Um, I mean, there's eight of them. So that, like, the odds. Pretty slim. Clippers are opening a brand new arena next next season, and they're going to have the wall of like it's not called this, but it should be it's the wall of Clipperdom, where like you get to be part of the wall of Clipperdom. What happens if nobody shows up? I think uh, Steve Ballmer will pay people to to fill that section of the arena. If you get invited to a person's birthday party or engagement party, and you know no one's going to show up, do you go? Yes, me too. Yes. So, but like, I don't want to extend that a courtesy to the Clippers because it costs me money. 
Uh, okay, uh, we are going to talk about Tiger Woods and his triumphant return and the return of a former NBA star to, at least for a night, his old levels of glory. A little positivity coming off the dock lock here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Peter Schwartz. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Between our show, the Jim Rome show, and the Maggie and Perloff show, the show's on either side of us. Who would be the winners and the losers of the dance-off? All right, I have one very quick question. Are we doing this dance-off stone-cold sober, or no, no, are you, there some uh, adult you can beverages be involved? be in whatever shape you want to be, and it will take place at night in a darkened dance location. We're winning. We're kicking everyone's we're, butt. We're winning. Yeah. I'm breaking out the wedding dances, all of them. Oh, I, dude, I can do some disco. That yeah. was my... We're kicking everyone's behind. On CBS Sports Radio. I love your confidence. Um, I caught a stray the other day from my own judgmentalism. Can I tell you about this? What does that even mean? I'm about to tell you. Enlighten me, please. All right. I'm driving around uh, beautiful Manhattan Beach slash Hermosa Beach, California yesterday. A, a satellite city. A part of the conglomerate that makes up the, the beauty of Los Angeles, California. Still can't believe I live here. From Iowa, didn't see the ocean till I was in my 30s or stepped foot in either of the coasts. Okay, um, like it here. I'm driving around, and I'm listening to CBS Sports Radio. And I can't remember if I was listening to Zach at that point or JR, because I listened to both guys over the course of my, my driving. And we run this thing called promo sometimes, and a promo comes on. It was a, a read. It was a conversation about the excellence of Popeye's. Thank you, Popeyes. And uh, I'm like, this guy's. who is this? Like, this voice is he's a weirdo. It was me. It took me a minute. <laughs> Didn't even recognize your Mm-mm. own weirdness. I'm like, whose voice? Like, this is a, I mean, I guess the guy's got a radio voice, but I don't know. Oh, wait. I think I know that cadence. Who's oh, this guy? That's a, that's a uh, true story. <clears throat> Hold on. That's a true story, Tommy. What if I just started, you know like the guys who who are losing their hair and then just show up one day with a full, one day they're bald, the next day they have a full head of lettuce, but they, don't, they won't talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. What would be different than if I just literally just like starting on, on well, you and I are off Monday, on, on, on Tuesday it was just, hey, welcome into Writer Than You. So Tom, ready for Bubba the Week? It would hurt my voice, but what, what if I did this and just didn't even bring it up? If you had a deep, manly radio voice. Uh, right. Yeah, that's that's the equivalent. Going from yep. completely bald, not even like strands or the comb over, to just like, hey, what's up? Full head of hair. Luscious locks nev- over here. I never used lettuce for hair. And then the other day when I was in New York, David Marinick, our boss, said to me, you have a nice, he goes, you have a nice head of lettuce. And I go, what? So I used it with my wife the other day on Valentine's Day, and she laughed uproariously. You know, I don't want to say anything, you know, you know, uh, you know, disparaging about the boss here, but I think we got to give proper credit. Lettuce. That's a Romy term. Jim Rome started that. He started it. Oh, yeah. That's a like Jim that's Rome. that's his. Yeah, that's his. Lettuce. I should know that because I, I love that show. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. How can somebody show up with sudden lettuce and not, people not say, bro, you were bald yesterday? Yeah. Like, not even say something. Just start laughing. I wouldn't laugh. I mean, I probably would it would be amazing. You have lettuce, but you have shaved your lettuce. Your lettuce is... Um... I'm losing my lettuce. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. It's okay. You don't have, you, you don't have a bald spot in the back, though. It's like, it's getting... It's... No, you're... you're, you're, you're trust it's a sore subject. It shouldn't be, and I think if people who are actually balding could see you, they would, they would be... You don't get to be part of that group. You don't get to claim 
the sorrows of baldness because you're not balding. But you do have very, very closely shaved, you know, G.I. Jane, G.I. Joe hair. Um, you look like, you know, a character. You actually look like the character who's in A Few Good Men Who Doesn't Get to Speak. <laughs> he was just has one one line where he, he turns to the other Marine and goes, you know, Johnny, whatever the guy's name is. That's the one line. What are you trying to tell Answer me? Answer his question, Corporal. <laughs> uh, anyway, you look like him. It would be amazing if you came in and just had a full, curly, 70s lettuce. I can tell you the next time we see each other after today on Tuesday, that will not be the case. Jim Rome was the guy. That, that lettuce. Is, dude, yep. that guy's so... That guy, he's not, no one there is listening. This is true. That guy's so good at his job. The first time I did, I mean, the times I did TV where he was the host, I mean, I already loved his show. That's when I realized, like, holy cow, this guy is talented. Like, watching him work behind the scenes, right? Watching him. All right. I always wondered why I was on that show. It turns out it's because I had lettuce. I got pretty good lettuce. I'll give you that. You got great lettuce. I can throw test if I have to. I mean,. I can grow that baby out. Uh, Tiger Woods is back. Played in the Genesis Invitational. Uh, no, Tom, that is not related to the band that had Phil Collins, as you asked me in the break. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Uh, Tiger, who does look his age, right? But not a bad way. Just like I, I see him now and I see him after these rounds. And it just, I can mark my own age with his because we are similar age. And just I can remember he is one of my favorite athletes of all time, and the the human flaws that are part of his story, I think, make his story more interesting. The fact, yeah, he didn't get to that number that Jack got to, but man, I find him to be so much more relatable and interesting and fascinating. And I root for the guy, and I love watching him play. And yesterday, through eighteen, coming up to the to the final um the final hole, the guy was even. Is he going to win the 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 Genesis Invitational at even? No. Is it a good sign that he's even if you want him to go and he'll have one more warm-up after this and then hopefully the Masters you want him to get another green jacket? It's not because he's going to break down probably as he as he plays four rounds of golf Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But it was really cool, and I found it sort of beautiful that this was happening. And things did not go well on the 18th hole, and he was funny about it. After, afterwards, uh, he did not shy away from what led to eventually a, a one-over uh, opening De- re-debut round of golf. What happened there, and is that still a shock to the system for you when that happens? Well, my, my back was spasming in the last couple holes, and it was locking up, so um, I came down, and, and it, it didn't move. And I presented Hosel first and uh, shanked it. When's the last time you hit a shank, Tiger? think you can remember. It's been a while. It's definitely been a while. Cons- uh, other than trying to hit flop shots and other kind of weird shots around the greens, uh, not, not from the position I was at. Shanked it, baby. Wait, again, I can relate. That's the only part of Tiger's game that I can relate to is the, oh, I'm doing it. I'm going to break 80 finally. And then you just shank it into the trees. And then you have to test your own morality. Do you count the strokes? Yeah, you do. Because you know it's not a, you know it's not a 79 in your heart of hearts. Uh, Do you want to do, it'll be brief, it'll be short, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, um, it will be as fleeting as a head of lettuce in the in the great cosmic universe. Do you want to do a basketball? Of course. Let's basketball this thing. Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you need to hear. This is Bass Kit Bill. 
Kind of quietly, the Warriors are starting to play some good basketball. Stephen Curry's amazing. Draymond Green effect. Jonathan Kaminga can ball. But it's been ugly and awful for Klay Thompson. Well, not last night. We've even taken out of our, our reasoning and our conversations and our thoughts, many of us, on, on what the Warriors need. The idea that Klay Thompson's going to be Klay Thompson because it feels like that's as over, that's as extinct, that's as past tense as Tiger playing at the highest level of golf. And yet last night we had a little Clay reaching up and touching the, you know, that painting where you put your finger out and God kind of reaches back. Incredible, incredible night. Scored 35 points last night, season high. But I think more importantly, efficient. 13 to 22, made seven of his 13 three-point shots. And this was in 28 minutes, 35 points, 28 minutes. Uh, Warriors won again. Now they blew the game at the end. They had they looked really good against the Jazz. And then the Jazz came back, but they, they held on. They, they won the game. They've won they've won six of the last seven games. They're over 500. I know they're in that 10 spot in the West. You do not want to play the Warriors or the Lakers if and when they can make it to a seven-game series this postseason. And interestingly, and I think correctly, Steve Kerr said he's coming off the bench. Here's why. It conserves energy. He's not the player that he used to be. He's coming off brutal injuries. He's obviously exhausted all the time. And I think once he gets past the mental frustration, two games ago you saw... Clay Thompson, if you watch this clip, really angry that he was on the bench. But it can take off some of the pressure. And it's a signal that, yeah, we rely on you, but you don't have to carry the team or be the old Clay. Come off the bench is an adjustment. Once he gets it down, maybe you can have more nights like last night where he's just in rhythm and playing basketball instead of every single day trying to reclaim a player he's not anymore. I'm rooting for Clay Thompson. He's a great guy. Beware Western Conference. If, and it's an if, it's one game. If Clay Thompson can get a little bit of his mojo back, you guys are in as much trouble as a radio show that doesn't have basketball. And that was Basket Bill. Here's my thing. You know how you, when you look in a mirror, you never like what you see? That's like a scientific weird, there's something about it. <laughs> you know, you like what you see? No, you can relate? never. Can't relate? Never. I think it's the same thing with your voice, right? Because I used to, I listen back, and I used to listen back a lot more often to me on the radio. And I've always liked me. I'm not sure that's healthy or not. I've always kind of been a fan of me, you know? <laughs> you like Love me some yourself. Bill Ryder? <laughs> I like me some Bill I'm trying my best to, you know, be somebody I'd like. Since that's the only person I can control. But that was hard when I listened. Hi, everybody, it's me. It's Bill Ryder. Someday I'll go through changes. My voice will change. I mean, that's what it sounds like. I mean, we're in the same boat. I don't to have a manly voice either. you got a great voice. Mm. In the last break, I was listening to us on the app, because you can listen on, and I was laughing. Because you sound on the app a lot more Jersey. I don't know why I don't hear it when, you know, like, what am I, Rocky? Is there a filter on your app? Uh, what's going on? I don't know. Because on the on the on the app, I hear me say, "How's it going?" And you're like, well, "You know, uh, I, I don't think I think you should just not go to the DMV." You know what I'm saying? It's very weird. <laughs> I didn't know that about myself. <laughs> I didn't either, man. Because we're doing the show live. I'm not listening. To quote the Big Lebowski, I'm not driving and holding the back at the same time, man. All right. Let's talk to Kurt Heelan. He's got some lettuce, right? You got a whole no. Let's not bring it up. We'll talk NBA with him instead. Next year on CBS Sports Radio.
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 